We'll touch a wee bit about Celtic, obviously, and growing up learning your trade there. But how did you, obviously, you're from Kinross, how did you get picked up then? Was it a local boys' club then, or did Celtic have a presence up there? Uh, well, I played with Blue Brazil Boys Club, which is like the cow, it was actually the County feeding team. And uh, okay. you used to get the wee, like, seven aside festivals down at air. And mm-hmm. uh, we used to go down there once a season, like, the whole, like, your family would go, it'd be like a, a long weekend sort of thing, and you'd play so many games, it was brilliant, like, and um, basically that's when I first heard about it, and I went through to train, like, one, I went for a trial, it was maybe two months, and I played a game, and then uh, they offered me to sign when I was, I think I was 10, turning 11. But, like, I'd played, I'd played pro youth before. Like, I, tra- I used to train with Dunfermline's pro youth because it was through that mm-hmm. way. It was more like for, it was more like extra training sort of thing. Whereas mm-hmm. then, obviously, when Celtic came in and my dad took me, my mum and dad used to drive me all over the country for, they'd done it for about eight, nine, ten years. So, uh, no, I went from Blue Bazaar Boys Club to, to Celtic, so. That's Who's that, Celtic then? I'd imagine, who would be your age range then? I take it probably like Jack Aitchison, Dembele yeah. would have been a wee bit younger, but was that the boys you sort of through with? Yeah, I'm best mates with Jack. So Jack Jack was on my team, young Ewan Henderson, who's, who was on loan at Ross Good County. Player. Mm-hmm. Great player. Uh, Kerr McEnroy, who's coming back for ACL injury. I don't know if you've heard of him. I, he actually played Blue Brazil, Blue Brazil with me, so I've played with Kerr since I was like four. Um, so uh, he came I went to Celtic first and then uh, two seasons later he joined um, which I think who else was there the, year the, boy, the boy Marshall was there wasn't it the boy um, Okoflex he sounds like a sumo wrestler like somebody find a street fighter but the guy Armstrong Okoflex you heard that uh, we, uh, sounds, sounds like a street fighter character this boy he's Irish boy from Marshall I think wasn't he? Uh, he, he's a brilliant player like he's um, he's actually, he only joined like two seasons ago or something when, uh, uh, when that's I that's right but uh, no nah, he's he's very good though He's, uh, and Jack Stone South, he went to Forest Green, didn't he? He's, he's he, uh, he loved it down there. He loved it. So he's obviously got a lot of interest. Well, I'm not sure what he's doing yet, but I'm sure he'll be out playing somewhere. Because that's what. Listen, we need, we need an striker, mate. If you want to have a word with him, then I'd take him off. Oh, I think, I think he's a good time. player. He'd be a good roommate, like. Inverness, what the hell? How you doing? No water cell for shitty weather, drugs and pissness. Inverness is a fucking business. What did Tarzan see when he found his screwdriver? There's it! So, I mean, we touched it before. I mean, it's not often we get a lot of players from the Central Belt coming up to Inverness up the United. I mean, especially to sign a three-year deal. Um, as far as I'm aware, there was rumours that maybe Dundee wanted you to confirm, I think, were interested. And obviously, you've got a history with Dunfermline. Mm-hmm. Was it about the club, the manager that convinced you that obviously one moving up to Inverness was for you and obviously this was the right time in your career to, to move up north? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm 20 year old now, and it came to that. I came to that stage when I was kind of like I was wanting to go and go out and stand them on two feet and like move. Um, and saying that off, Inverness did offer that platform, obviously, because uh, I'd get accommodation up here and I'd be up here, and I'd sort of be I'd, like I'm cooking and cleaning and I'm on my own sort of thing, which was something I was wanting to do. But like I spoke to I spoke to the gaffer. Um, during lockdown, and it was my first phone call. And he was he was brilliant. And I knew, I already knew of him, obviously, because it's who he is. And um, mm. my my uncle actually played with him uh, when he was at Living, when he was player manager. And he actually went to my uncle's uh, stag. It was like my uncle's stag was a golf day out, and he was there playing. He was at my uncle's wedding, so my uncle knew him. My uncle uh, spoke highly of him. Uh, and it was sort of like a no-brainer. Like, I know the history of the club, and... Um, 
the fact that I'm up here, a big thing for me that attracted me is I'm up here and I've not really got any other distractions really than I'm just fully focused on the football. Eh? Keep it that way, Rob. That's where you like it, mate. I want you back here, mate. Don't you go out in town at all. Just stay <laughs> Yeah, so we, could, we kind of touched on it um, a wee bit there, actually, Robbie. So, um, um, Rob had said in the local press recently, the P&J, that he was um, keen to get you all the way back in January, but your loan deal with Allo was actually extended. Um, so obviously you've been aware of the interest from Robo for some time, but were you aware of this alleged interest back in as far back as January then? Uh, I did hear from it. I was, I was actually, I was on loan at Alloa, but I used to like the Celtic reserves under twenties used to always make me play some games with them if they needed me. And we went down. I think we're playing. Went down and played Huddlesfield, mm-hmm. and. Uh, we drove down that day, so we got the oh, we got the bus down and the bus back up, and I was on the bus, and then my agent phoned me, and he did say, but at that time it was near the end of the month, um, and I was playing every week at Alawa, and it would it would have been it wouldn't the Celtic wouldn't want it, it wouldn't be fair on Alawa itself, and it was just one of the ones that was just like it was a yes or no, and the time probably wasn't right, and it just showed you the time wasn't right because I'm up here in summer and uh, I've got the preseason. In the yep. back, you know, sort of thing. So, uh, no, that's actually that was a big thing for me because obviously I'd only been part time loan for the last two years, which was difficult itself because as a full time footballer, I was wanting obviously to be playing to uh, playing my full time loan, but I was having to train. I was training on my own. I was having to go to the local gyms on my own. Um, I'm saying it's a hard life. It was still it was still good, obviously, but like it was a makeshift. Like it was it worked because I made it work, sort of thing. But, um, no, I how is that, Robbie? Actually, how is that? Sorry to jump in, mate. In terms of, can, can you know, go back to Celtic as part of the agreement. And if you're maybe training with Alwa twice a week, is there not an option maybe to go back into Bar, Barrowfield, sorry, Lennox Town, and train with those guys, or is that not mm. valid? The problem was that that is the deal. Like that is the deal. Like I do actually, I'm supposed to go in and train, but obviously a game on a Saturday, it's on a Saturday, and the mm. reserve games were either on the Monday or the Tuesday. And I, could, I wouldn't be able to play if it was on the Monday because I'd, I'd play, it was like a 48 hours, you're not really supposed to play two games within 48 hours. So I couldn't play on the Monday. So like the training was all juggled, like they'd be preparing for a game or they'd be playing when I'm supposed to either be getting a good hard session or like I did play sometimes, but it was only really if I was like needed, like um, I used to play the Glasgow Cup games and like things like that. Um, but like there was times when I was, I was, um, I would be training. I was Tuesday or Thursday, Tuesday and Thursday. Sorry, both at Alloa and Cowden Beath. And during the day, I'd just go to my local gym and then try and do stuff on my own before uh, training at night. And then, like on a Wednesday, the boys, the, the Celtic reserves would probably be off. Whereas that's a day that I should be getting a good hard training session. So I was either in by myself or out the park by myself, trying to give myself uh-huh. some session. So it was a mix. Kind of makes or breaks most loans. I think. I think that's what a lot of people don't realise that um, if you go on a part-time loan, you could just train as a part-time player, but that's, it's not as a young player, it's not ideal, to be honest. No, I think that's, even for a club like us, and I, I know Rob, Robbo's not a big fan of getting loan guys in. Over the years, Robbo's not, not really done it, because I mean, when you bring a loan player in, there's this perception that if you don't play them, you pay for them, and there's, there's, maybe, a, there's maybe a bit of frustration if the manager's maybe seeing somebody that's in a loan that's maybe not performing in training, he has to play them, because if he doesn't, he's got to pay... Celtic, for example, money. So, yeah, it's a, it's a two-way street. I think it's hard for you boys as players to, one, make an impact as soon as you get to a club because you're obviously there for maybe a short period of time and uh, yeah. it's hard for the club as well, mate. But 
you're the second defender, obviously, who played for Arlo and Lincoln Celtic before making a move up to Inverness. We had uh, Jamie McCart, who I thought he was outstanding for his mate, what a player he turned into, and obviously got a good move to St Johnston. Yeah. Did you speak to any guys outside um, the YCT before making the move? I mean, I don't know whether you knew Ryan Christie at Celtic, but did you speak to Ryan about Inverness or any, any former players? Uh, I actually didn't. The, the culture's maybe a wee bit different at Celtic because the first team in the 20s, you, like, they do speak in that, but they're not as interacted as most clubs. Like uh, here, obviously, at Inverness, like the 20s yeah. are in with us, and it's different, whereas I probably you don't get that uh, relationship as much to like speak to them. But I didn't, no, I'd never, over lockdown, I couldn't, I didn't see anyone, eh? So didn't speak to Ryan Christie, obviously. Um, I didn't really, it was just really my, my family, to be honest with you. It was all down to what I wanted and what was best for me. And obviously they helped that. But um, no, not really anyone, to be honest with you. Well, you see, you spoke about him and uh, obviously your uncle Paul, obviously he's no stranger to Robbo and uh, he's no stranger to ICT because when he, when, he, when he played against us, he, he always seemed to score against, score against us for Livingston back in the day. Did he... Um, he did and he didn't. He kind of keeps that quiet. It's more, uh, he feeds a lot of information to me. But um, mm-hmm. no, he, he's all for it. He thinks it's a great idea coming up. You thought it was a great idea coming up here. Obviously, it's a lovely, lovely city. Um, mm-hmm. And he was big on there's no distractions and stuff like that. But uh, no, he's not really spoke about the goals. He did speak about a goal that he scored, like, I, don't, I can't remember who it is. He actually sent me a link to it and he scored, like, a, I don't know if it was a volley or something. It was something ridiculous, like, anyway, but... Uh, I, I seem to recall he scored a goal. He scored a goal against us in that famous, kind of, 4-3 game. 4-3 game it was, um, game. But that, 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 that was maybe about, kind of, 25, 30 yards out. It was an excellent strike. I'm positive, though. My memory's a wee bit hazy. There was a game down at Livy where I think he scored an absolute thunder bastard That's what from it about is. 40 yards or something from near the left. I've got a statement. It was all tight. So, mate, look at, looking on now, mate, I mean, touched upon it before we started recording. How have you been finding the new boys in the dressing room? Have you, have you met any sort of lovable rogues that you've maybe hung about with a bit more than some of the rest of the guys? And uh, how's the preparations going for? the post-coming season, because it's a new, it's a new, you know, mm-hmm. they like to call it, don't they, this new COVID, so how, how are you preparing for that? Um, oh, the boys have been brilliant with me, uh, great, obviously there's a few boys that are up here, obviously have not got their family, a lot of boys have their family and stuff up here and live up here all the time, but um, there's boys like Big big Tosh, Tosh, Tosh and Scott Allardyce uh, stay up the road for me, and they've been brilliant since I came up because obviously I'm by myself now, and they always drop me a text saying like, "Oh, you're right. You want to go for a coffee or like, you watch the football, son." So they've been brand new. I mean, uh, young Cameron Harper has been brilliant. Like I was golfing with him last night, absolutely terrible. Like I was, I've lost the first four holes. I lost three balls. So that came <laughs> that up. Sounds like a good round to me. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, the boys have been great. Um, the big thing for like my mum and dad have always told the big thing obviously I'm by myself now it'll be different maybe when I've got uh, some down with me is just to keep busy and that's what I've been doing uh, regarding the obviously it's a lot different with the COVID stuff and stuff but um, it is a bit weird like obviously I have to, we're not like we have to wash our own kit um, we're not getting any like we're not even allowed in the stadium yet sort of changing rooms yet because um, the stadium up the new enemies to for the regulations and that for the the virus but um 
I don't get how you can't have a shower, though. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, you think, it's all about cleanliness, isn't it? You think yeah, the first thing you want to do is, rather than jump in your car and drive up the road, tinches is jump in the shower and get all the stuff off you, but it doesn't uh, make sense. I need to clean my car out after this week's training, anyway. It's been dirty <laughs> and stinky, that's all I like. That's good training, mate. That's what I like to see. I want to be dirty. That's good. <laughs> Where'd you want to drink? Well, 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 the Glen Alvin, the Thistolin, the Jolly Cooper, the Castle Tavern, Cupcus Chaucer, Dimes of Gallons, the City Bar, number 27, Phoenix Waters, Love to Love, Cake Exchange, and Mambo's Hutch, Heepies, Jeebies, Johnny's, Riley's, Burgies, Keelmore, Hoop and Ollie's, Flockbar Foxes, Rock the Hotties, Needles, Osborne, Spoons, and Ollie's, Ronnie's, Nippin', the Portland Club, uh, so you, you touched on earlier, Robbie, um, your, your earlier loans fell at Cowden Beef and you kind of, you know, you were thrown about in a game and obviously about a year or so later you're playing at Alawa. So you're, you're, you're probably on the more, no offence, the kind of inexperienced side of things um, mm-hmm. in terms of centre-backs. But last year you were playing alongside um, Andy Graham, who from the Alawa fans that we spoke to, um, you know, was a real kind of, you know, really kind of took you by the hand that kind of led you through a lot of games. Yeah. Um, but when he was out injured, you kind of like really came into your own and so obviously um, his experience was obviously quite beneficial um, to you. Um, you know, would, would that be a fair comment to make? And also, do you think there's anyone maybe at Inverness you might be looking to that you can maybe lean on in a similar fashion to maybe kind of like build up your experience a wee bit more? Hmm. Well, anyone that you speak to or you hear speaking about Alwa, they say how big a character Andy is. As, hmm. as, a, as a captain, as in the changing room and on the pitch, he's absolutely outstanding. And... Uh, I did. It was a jump from League Two to Championship. It, I took, it did take me a good few, like maybe a month or two, to actually feel like I settled in and started playing decent. Because I got hooked. We played Air United, and uh, I think we got beat four one. It was bad, and I got hooked at half time. Mm-hmm. I was, I was, I was rightly so. I was terrible. Um, and I remember the guy uh, Peter Grant went to me, and. Oh, I, my head was gone I, for the first night obviously my head was gone and then uh, Andy spoke to me that night he, met, he messaged me and he was brilliant he was just like keep your head up like these things happen like the best thing you just got to bounce back and that and then obviously trained during that week and uh, I trained obviously I've trained twice as hard as I normally but I trained hard anyway but I was like oh, I'm not going to start he's not going to play me obviously I got hooked half time but he started me against we played Dunfermline that following week and I actually played it was one of my best games that I played there and we drew one each and uh, like Andy was just had his, he was brilliant with me the whole time through it all because he's just like, I think he's 38 now and he's still playing. It's outstanding yeah. to be fair. I did play. He, he plays for everyone. Like, he, he, his knee was like swollen up against, um, I don't know who it was, and he just kept playing. I think it was Morton and he kept playing. And I was like, Jeez. <laughs> it was ridiculous. And then obviously it was gutting when he got injured. And then obviously Scott Taggart kind of came in and played, started playing centre half. Yep. He he was outstanding. He was brilliant with me as well, and he mm. he started playing really well in centre half. But um, it got to that stage of the season. Obviously, like we were doing down, we were near the bottom fighting for it. But I did kind of feel like I needed to take a wee bit more responsibility. Um, need centre half is you need to you need to be like that though. Eh? Like mm. you're the, more or less. If you make a mistake, then you're you get punished so easily, especially in the championship. So I did feel like that. And uh, I did feel like uh, I did do, I did actually feel like I did take a bit of responsibility, but obviously the whole team did as well, because uh, it was just how a close-knitted group, how it was. Yeah. yeah. And how was Peter 
Grant to play for because mm. you must you must not Peter Grant story. I can imagine he's an absolute crack pop when he goes <laughs> off in one because Adam Adam I'm a bit older than you, Robert. I remember as a player when he played for Celtic and he was an animal. So how was he how was he as a manager and oh, any stories? It was it was brilliant. Like he was great for me. He was he's really a, he's like he loves breeze football, like he sleeps in. And uh, the way he got us playing was like mental. Like it was brilliant. I loved it to be honest. Like we used to play with the back. Like no matter who was played on us, we were still playing, trying to play and stuff. Uh, and there'd be t- we were playing like we we're playing Morton, and obviously, Capo was a quite a difficult pitch to play on at times, especially after the winter. And, uh, and the and the wind as well. Actually, the wind was ridiculous. Wind was all over it's the very place. Open. It was. Uh, we just couldn't. We kept on trying to play it, couldn't we? And it was just going mental. And then during the game, when the game's going on, I think it was John Robertson. Robbo was getting annoyed because we we kept we kept getting pressure on top of us for no reason. <laughs> he just started like shouting back, and there was like this full-on argument going on during the game. The ball was in my day, and they're still arguing. And like I'm in between them because he was playing on the right, and I was just like, oh no, but I oh, I don't know what. <laughs> there is a few stories like, but. There was a few arguments after training, and like he was, he was close to like losing his head after games that we we should have lot won or like we we threw away sort of thing, and he was like, no happy, like he was just no take, he wouldn't take anything. But um, no, you've always played good football, mate. I think I mean as you said, I, I was I was very impressed with how I played last season, and uh, sorted down to the philosophy and the tactics that. that obviously Peter Grant put in place, but Robertson always prayed Al after every game. I think mm-hmm. that we had against them. I think they were always really entertaining, and. Um, the last game against Al before lockdown, the, the one where Al won 2-0, Scott Banks just ran the show. <clears throat> it, it, it was 2-0 going on 6 or 7. We were destroyed that day. That's the bath above his level, the championship. I thought that, yeah. that boy's a Premier League player. He's, yeah. He's close yeah. to game. He, he was only there for uh, a short period of time, obviously, because but he had a mad schedule. He was he was, he was was down in uh, Palace Palace. Sunday, huh? Wednesday, he'd fly up on oh, the Thursday. And then game on Saturday and fly back down on the Sunday again. His schedule was ridiculous. He was me complaining about my schedule, but he's flying up in the country to play. But um, he was he was brilliant. I'm actually I missed that game, but I watched the highlights and he was you could see it in training. He was oh, yeah. he was he was brilliant to be fair to him. There were plenty of games against Owl last season. Was it six in total? Um, uh-huh. you, you played in about four of them. Uh-huh. Um, so um, I mean, what what did you think of Inverness as a club uh, when, when you came up against them? And awesome. was there anyone you maybe kind of like? You kind of thought, oh great, I'm going to be able to get stuck in him today. I mean, do you relish maybe say going up against like Jordan White up front? You know, you were going to get a good battle with him, for example. Honestly, every time we played Inverness, yeah. like everyone, everyone just grew. They're such a big team last season, and uh, I don't know if it was because maybe we were a small team at Alwa, but it used to be corners and like I was probably one. Of, I think I was the tallest last season, and still you've got big Jordan White, you had big Cole Donaldson, you had uh, Sean Rooney. Yeah. Like, we were all just. <laughs> Charlie Trafford as well. He's he was a big lad. I see he scored a late goal, didn't he? I remember that was the cup game. Yeah, uh, he scored a late header, didn't he? Uh, right. but, uh, I liked. I actually really enjoyed playing against Inverness, and I liked playing against Jordan White because how big he was, and it kind of actually tested me because how big he was. He was strong, um, and he was a good player. Um, but I used to enjoy. I actually generally did used to play enjoy playing against Inverness. The two games up here, I think the first game was two each, and we scored a yep. late equaliser. And then the second game it was two one, and we were quite unlucky, I think it was. Um, but I used to enjoy playing against Inverness. But I'm not. I'm, I'm glad I'm on the other side of it now. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. You come through the youth system at Celtic. Um, mm. 
during during that time, you, you may have seen or, or may have heard about maybe in a couple of years um, before your time there, um, players kind of coming through, breaking into the first team, you know, like a Kieran Kearney or something. But also you'll have seen players who decide that they're probably not going to progress at Celtic and they move somewhere else to get football, be it on loan or full time. Um, do, 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 how thin do you think the margins are between succeeding at a club like Celtic and maybe having to go, do you know what, I'm probably not going to make it here. Mm. I need to go somewhere else to get my football. I mean, like, obviously it's worked out quite well for Jamie McCart, for example. Yeah. My, what I found very difficult when I was at Celtic was the jump from reserves to mm. first-team football. It, like, the tempo is ridiculously different. Yeah. Obviously, Celtic's a massive club and they're going for 10 in a row, etc. But um, the tempo, it was just like training. Everyone was on it all the time, whereas at reserves, it was it, it was good training, but like boys like sometimes were in the air half in it and stuff like that. But uh, I would say it's fine margins, but I definitely think I personally, I don't think I took my chance properly when I did train with the first team. Now thinking about it, I probably didn't stick out. I, I was quite timid and stuff. Uh, I don't know if it was because it was playing with maybe obviously big players and stuff, training with them. But I feel. Yeah, Robbie, is it, does that happen a day? Is it, is it a case of? I mean, I'm I'm, I'm lame as terms. You know, I mean, it's just sound, sorry if I sound stupid, but it's like you got you get a timetable for the week, right? You know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, what's happening, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what days you're training, what days you're recuperating, blah blah blah. Is yeah. it just a case in the morning? Sometimes you get Neil Lennon saying, right, Robbie, fire over, come up, come up at the the first team pitch, or do you know in advance before you go in that you're going to be training with them? Uh, to be fair, it was always be on like if you did get unless the ones that are obviously training more often, such as like the Ewan Hendersons and that who had done quite well. Oh, with, trenches, eh? mm-hmm. um, it would normally be like the day after the game. It'd be the boys that didn't play, so that's when they needed numbers, and it, you would know on a, like a Sunday or a Monday that that's when they needed numbers, and that's probably when you're yeah. more going to go up, um, or a running day when they when on a hard training session day they needed more numbers to because how big they were making the session and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, it would gen- it wouldn't even be uh, Neil Lennon. It would be the under twenties coach would come probably tell you five, maybe thirty minutes before training or five minutes before training, and oh. it was just kind of like you had to just get on with it sort of thing. Whereas mm-hmm. I remember my first few sessions when I was training the first team, uh, I was nervous. Um, like you just didn't you didn't train and you don't you don't I didn't show myself anyway how I properly would play like. I did, I did, I think I, it spells I done well, but like for a club like Celtic and for a centre half, you need to be outstanding all the time to play every week. So I've heard the stories. I mean, you you probably know the Paul Slane stories, old Slane stories when he uh, was at Celtic going up the first team. But I think that story with Keenan Tierney, I think Keenan Tierney was training with the seventeen or something, but he just went and had a world day training session. It just shows you, I mean, Katie's a stunning player, but I think you need a little bit of luck, Robbie. And I think if you don't make that first impression in the first session. You probably you're, you're fighting a losing battle, aren't you? So it's exactly hundred percent. Like I can, I could, I could turn my hands off. I, I used to, I used to get nervous. Exactly what Paul Slade. You can, I, when Slaney tells his stories, I, I know how he sort of feels. Eh? So nah, just used to get. Don't get me wrong. Like when I got older, like the loans made me more confident. Like. The end of last, uh, I didn't really train with them last season, but the end of my season on loan at Cowden Beef when I'd done quite well, like I came in and I trained a few times at the end of the season. I thought like oh, I'm starting to feel more confident and like starting to actually like stand out a wee bit more. But like you come back again for pre-season and like that's when it probably 
means most at pre-season now, and that's when you, you need to take your chances. But there was two, they went on two, um, the first season they went on a training camp to Austria, um, and quite a lot of my age got took, and I didn't, and I was gutted, because I trained with them every day before, but it was just how it was. I didn't actually do well enough to go, which is fair enough. Mm-hmm. And last season, I thought it was a shoot. Like, I trained every day. We'd done double sessions. Like, boys, like, pulled out injured and stuff. And, like, I was still training. And, stuff. and then, um, oh, it was an absolute nightmare. I was gutted. So, I spoke, one of the kit men spoke to me. They were going to Austria again. And he spoke to me. Like, Celtic girl last minute. Like, they were going on the Saturday. And this was the Thursday after training. One of the kit men said to me, like, oh, like, you're easy. You're, you're going. Um, make sure you bring in a packed uh, suitcase and that. So, like, oh, I was got Like, phoned my dad when I was driving home and that. So, phoned him. I was like, oh, I'm picked. I'm going. I'm going. He was delighted for me. Came home, put my, packed my suitcase and that, put my PS4 on that and, and then came into training. <laughs> All the essentials there. <laughs> oh, like, like, PS4, where I go. Uh, and then got into training. But I didn't want to bring my suitcase in because I was like, just in case, like... Oh, <laughs> no, it was it was more because it, just in case folk hadn't been told, and then mm-hmm. boys started coming in with their tracksuits on, which I didn't have, and then suitcases and that, and they were like, oh. "I was like, oh, you you going?" Is uh, we got the text last night, and I was like, "Text last night? I didn't get a text last night." Oh no, it's like going to a brothel and getting a hug, isn't it? Oh, no, you turned up. That was like I was absolutely. Did you wave them off? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was head. I was so gutted and head lost, eh? and that's that was like ah, shocking for me, like. And then I went and spoke to the manager and they, they took somebody that was two years younger than me that hadn't really trained that much in front of me and I was just kind of like, that was kind of like when you... Is that when you knew, yeah? That was it? No, nah, I, 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 I knew, I knew, like, as much as it would be great to play for Celtic, but you need to be, I feel, I started being a bit more realistic last season. and started. Yeah, like, you, the boy last year, Robbie, went to Morton, I mean, I thought it was a great player by Stephen Welsh. He was at Morton and he came back, and he, Celtic started him when he came back from loan yeah. and... It just shows you that maybe, again, I think it's all lucky, as you said before, that mm. it's just right time and it's, it's probably the right position as well. You know, I mean, you're centre-half and certainly you have a decent centre-half as well and it's not as if it's an easy, easy road into the first it's team. It's very difficult. Like, for especially someday, I was 19, I'm 20 now. Like, for, that's still, I'm still very, very young. And mm-hmm. Welsh, he's done, he done brilliant when he played, actually. I watched his debut and he, he, done, he done well yeah. going at Morton. But to be fair, I, to be fair at Welsh, he probably he actually maybe took his chance like when he trained with the first team a lot more than I did because he's aggressive. Like, and as a centre half, you need to be aggressive. Whereas when I was training the first team, I was just being a, like a shape bag. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't mm-hmm. putting as I normally would. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas he was like smashing boys, and I'm like, you know, like I, I, that's when I should have been that should have been me doing that, and he was like, nah. so that that's what the difference is, is at times, like, sometimes going and smashing somebody. I heard, I heard Lennon like to join, join in the training, I heard Lennon's a bit of a beast on training, the elbows and, and knees everywhere, is that still true? Oh, he just, he's just got the snooze and having a laugh, he's just... Oh, I love the snooze, don't For Let's go into this season tonight, so obviously it's, we're nearly there, thank goodness. Bow, it's good for you, Robbie, because you're going to get into the stadium, but Sir and I are going to be stuck outside in the Keswick Bridge watching it from afar, for the looks of it at the moment. So, what's your thoughts on the season ahead? I mean, in the likelihood that obviously we're going to start the season, well, I guarantee now, we're going to start the season with no fans, uh, or at best a small number of supporters. How's, 
how is that going to be uh, to play in front of me? It's going to be difficult, especially for because how big a club in Burnett is. But to be fair, I'll probably be used to it. But no offence, playing me like cow and beef and that. To be fair, but. <laughs> No, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be the same for every team. That's that's the good thing. And as much as the home and away advantage doesn't overly come into it as much maybe this season, mm-hmm. which is good. And the fact that it's, it's 27 games this season. So yep. I see it as it's a free-for-all. I, as much as Hearts are going to be favourite, but nah, it's a free-for-all day. I fancy our chances big time. I've, and right. every, everyone will feel the same, 100%. Mm-hmm. So... It's gonna be it's gonna be a quick season, but it's gonna be an exciting season because there's gonna be games after games after games. But it's it's obviously difficult from fans' perspective. Like it's been it was hard enough in lockdown. There's there's hardly any football on the telly, um, and it's oh. a lot better. It's on the TV, but sometimes games won't be able to like stream in that. So I've already had. Have you heard the games on TV, Robbie? I mean, for me, I think some will agree. I mean, I love watching football, mate. Right? I watch, I watch any sort of league. But see, watching most games at the moment, it's training games. I mean, I've seen, yeah. I think I've seen two games. I liked, mate. The least, the least game against uh, Liverpool was good last week. Seven was... goals, but see, by that, mate, that the Champions League final is probably the only games I've really enjoyed watching because mm. it was a spectacle. That I don't know how you found that, but going to a game, do you, have you found the training the intensity? Maybe I think you're all obviously going to be buzzing to be back for the season. It's going to be a novelty, but it's a speed up to what it was. Last season with Aloe and Celtic, or is that? A bit it, it, well, it is, it is, but it's like it's it's early days. Folk, got, you go, we've gone from six months of uh, training by ourselves and like not actually like passing and stuff like, but and we've went into training and you're back passing and stuff. So it's gonna take a wee bit of time, but at the same time, like training's been at a good standard so far. But obviously, we're, we've got there's it's gonna get better as we go on. Training's been brilliant. I, I've I thoroughly enjoy training. Uh, whereas before, I, I used to <laughs> I used to drive an hour to train at Lennox Town. It would be like the longest hour ever, and I'd kind of be like, oh. But I drive. I'm up in the morning, and I can't wait to get in. And like I enjoy training. The boys are brilliant. So it's it's like a different vibe, and the obviously the COVID's making it a wee bit difficult. Obviously, but I feel like when games start coming, it'll be a lot easier for us as a team and stuff like that. But as Watching games on the telly, it's it's going to just have to make your own atmosphere sort of thing. So, which is... I'm going to ask this question and keep it... I'm going to keep this quite clean before you ask your sub. Did, uh, did Robbo get the balls out the first day then? Or was it oh, running up and down hills? No. Nah. I had my boots with me and then I seen all the boys get out of the car with their running shoes on and I just put the boots right back in. I was gutted. <laughs> I was gutted. Um, run you into the ground for a couple of days before the balls came out then? First two days was just running, just getting the boys fit, which is fair enough. It needs to be done. And the good thing is, it's out the way. That's the way. <laughs> that's the way it is. Because uh, we done the Ord, we done the Ord Hill. I thought you were up there, yeah. But uh, I thought it was a little story up there. That was that was. Yeah, I gave you when you got there, though, mate. It's worth it. That, oh, honestly, I actually loved the view, and I was I was thinking, my mum and dad would love what we dug here. I was like, my my girlfriend would love this, and I was like. Actually, blown at Mark. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> Archer. And you go around the bend, and there's another hill, like steady hill that goes on for I don't know how long. And it, it felt for like forever. But the good thing is, it's, in, it's out of the way, it's in the bag. Has anyone kind of impressed you in, in the pre season training? Um, you, you maybe kind of looked at maybe a wee bit differently um, since, since training started. Barry Wilson. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I don't know, like him and Kel have got a decent touch, but they have their moments. <laughs> 
But uh, the Kale was running up all the time, was he? <laughs> <laughs> He still brought me in a few runs. No problem. He was timing it. He was timing it. I bet it was. Um, uh, to be fair, all the boys, they've all come back flying. We had to do obviously the the COVID stuff. We had to gr- train in two groups to begin with for the first wee while, and we only had our like a day training together recently after we got yeah, it's the first week, I think it was. Mm. Um, but no, it's it's getting to like it's early days, like. It's difficult. I feel. I feel. I feel really good. Though. I feel fit and stuff. But like, I can. You, other boys. But oh, it's gonna take like a couple of weeks to actually get your touch back and like feel yourself because there's a complete difference from football fitness and just being fit is completely different. Hundred percent. Like, and I've noticed that big time just for training because you could go and do a ten k or a five k run and then go and play a game of football and you'd be blown out your ass easily. So. I know, I'm, I'm nodding like I know what you're talking about, Robbie, but I'm fat as fuck, so I don't know what you're talking about, but yeah, let's just nod away. Right, so back to you, mate. <laughs> um, well, you, you're, you're obviously, you sound pretty calm about Inverness chances, so we like that. Um, so good, good to hear that from you. Um, Hearts are probably, I would imagine, most people's pick for the title, but other teams who we might consider our kind of main rivals, maybe for a playoff spot, would be the likes of Ayr, Dunfermline, uh, Dundee. Uh, they've all made some pretty impressive signs, at least on paper, with Ayr picking up um, Joe Chalmers, Tom Walsh, Dunfermline, uh, picking up um, Stephen Whitaker, um, one of your former teammates, Kevin O'Hara, Del McManus yes. as well, and obviously the big signing at um, Dundee the last year, so Charlie Adam. Um, Good signing. How, how, I mean, where would you see Inverness potentially finishing in the league? And, and also, are there any other teams, out uh, of the other teams in the league, sorry, who, who do you think we should maybe be keeping an eye on? Um, maybe like A, or they maybe they're a dark horse. What do you kind of think of the other teams in the league? Uh, obviously, the, the teams you've named there, like the Dundees, the Dunfermans and that, they're, they're, they're always sort of strong. But I feel like everyone, the good thing is everyone's made good signings and it makes the league more exciting and et cetera. But... Um, I definitely see us challenging, and yep. if not challenging, playoffs have got to be a given. I think. Um, uh, I feel like Wraith might surprise a few people just because they've come promoted. <laughs> you, you look at our growth last season; mm. they, they've done brilliant. So you you can't say it like really. You get that, Robbie, don't you? you get, remember, Livingston went up back to back. They also won League One, they won the championship. They've done the same. You get that. See when a team's won a, won a division like League One, they keep all the team together and yeah. they've got that continuity. So I bang on. Good point about Rafe, mate. Mm, Rafe, Rafe are a good show, I think. I know the boy Regan Hendry. I played with him at Celtic and he's 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 brilliant. And I know for a fact they fancy their chances. So <laughs> it's, in any, it's in any man's game, I think. I've said that. It's going to be a bit of a free-for-all this season. So um, I wouldn't rule anyone out. Yeah. Is there anyone that you're looking forward to coming up against um, you know, mentioned maybe your your former teammate uh, Kevin O'Hara now at Dunfermline. Are you looking forward to maybe getting stuck into him in a game, or is there anyone else you've got your eye on you want to have a good battle with? Yeah, I definitely Kev anyway. <laughs> that, that could be an interesting FaceTime call after it anyway. <laughs> uh, I think Hearts, Hearts is also a good one. I, 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 I was actually obviously uh, his name was it Bigucci. He's left now. I was actually yeah. looking forward to playing against him, even though he's 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 like that, but. Um, you can leave him boys who we hate in this part of the world, so um, yeah, put two on him. Stamp a Na- flag out in his leg. <laughs> okay. Uh, Naismith, definitely. Oh, he's a player. He is a player, and obviously he's played the uh, same. It's time we'll help. Sorry, if you Jordan Roberts, who's played remember nice years ago, was a good signing for them. And uh, it's a tough one, but I think, I think see that first game, guys, just to go off on a tangent a wee bit, is it's probably the best first game we could have because 
they've been under a lot of pressure, and I think it's a good barometer for, for you and the boys, Robert, to see where we are early in the season against a team that's probably been training for about a month longer than we have. So, yeah, yeah. it's a good start for us. That'll be a good uh, one to set the tone for us and see where we are. But I do get any man's game, especially what you've just said. They've, they're going to be under pressure. So. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. They didn't expect to win. But listen, mate, we'll wrap up. I mean, appreciate you coming on, mate. Best of luck for the season coming ahead. Um, stay away from Harry Gowes, apart from the Sunday. And uh, tell Neil Parry I said hello, will you? Ah, uh, will do. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Right, Thanks, Cheers, Robbie. Yep, yep.